Hello everybody and welcome to the History of Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. This is the first of several and what I hope to be many anonymous teacher recordings that I'm going to release into the internet. The reason I'm doing this is because I think it's very important to to say to people, to say to especially American people, what is going on in schools? Like, what do teachers have to deal with in schools that maybe even their principals or, in a lot of cases, the county that they work in doesn't want them to talk about? And a lot of, a lot of things, just based on what my teacher friends have told me personally, are going on in American schools basically under the noses or outside of the glare of society. And I'm not even talking about the stuff going on or that some people in power say is going on in American schools. I'm talking about um, basically a world where young people have essentially unfettered access to the internet and a world where young people who have unfettered access to the internet are encountering not so young people and other young people who possibly want to do them harm or you know whatever i also think there's a lot of older folks that don't really understand what it's like to be a kid in today's world and I think it's very important that we tell people who don't understand because here's something that I say as a historian and somebody who studies society if you want to know what's going to happen in 15 or 20 years listen to kids because what they're talking about and what they're thinking about that's going to happen in 15 or 20 years because they're going to make it happen. Because as one of my professors humorously said, kids have a nasty habit of becoming adults. Now I'm going to speak directly to any future teachers that want to email me. My email is thehistoryvoyager at gmail.com. You can be anonymous, or you will be anonymous in these episodes. This is not an episode to boost intellectual property or or talk about anything like that. This is an episode to talk to teachers and to to have people that don't have kids or that don't really understand what's going on in their kids' school to understand better what's happening in their child's school. Um, and that brings me specifically to this episode. I don't know this teacher's name. I don't know where he teaches. I do know that this episode is very not safe for work, mostly because of what he talks about uh, goes on in the school where he works. Um, and, you know, I think that's important for people to hear so that again this 
this is a rated not safe for work episode. So if you're listening to this in an office or even around your kids or like in a carpool or something, you might not want to have this podcast playing. Um, There's some things he talks about of a, you know, a sexual or sexual adjacent nature that happened um, in his school. The other thing I wanted to talk about is I've done three of these so far. And one of them is from Britain and two of them are American. One thing I did notice, and maybe this is because the the American teachers were fairly young, is that the American teachers seemed especially pessimistic. Both of them that I've talked to so far. I would like to talk to American teachers who are teaching, not retired teachers, but who are teaching, who might be older than, say, their mid-20s or, you know, something like that. I want to talk to somebody, and I did in Britain, but I want to talk to somebody specifically who can remember the world as an adult before the smartphone. Because I have a thought, and my thought is that the smartphone is fundamentally changing the way in which these children look at the world. And that's both good and bad. It's, it's, I'm not making a judgment there. I'm, I'm simply saying that it's going on. But in some of the ways in which they are looking at the world, they're not maybe because their minds aren't fully formed as adults, they're not using critical thinking skills. I'll I'll give you an example uh, of something I deal with on Twitter specifically. Um, On Twitter, there are people who either people or what we call bots who basically try to goad you into arguments. And basically, there are a lot of people on Twitter, some of whom are actually paid by by Russia or places like that, to basically, um, they basically tell you things that are not actually true about our system of government or certain things and what I'm finding as somebody on social media is there are a lot of young people and and I'm not even maybe not even uh, like older than you would think who actually have zero idea of how our government is actually supposed to function and I'm not even talking about the current political climate I'm simply talking about the three branches of government and what that that is and and all like that and that was actually one of the first um, kind of nudges in the direction of me doing this these podcasts where I talk to normal average teachers anonymously and just put them out onto the internet because I wanted people to hear about some of the stories. And one of the reasons I, the other reason I wanted to do that is a lot of podcasters are teachers for their day job 
And a lot of podcasters off air have told me about what it's like to teach kids now. And I'm not saying it was that much different from when I was in high school. But I am saying there's some differences. And not all these differences are great. And also, not all these differences are like they're unique. They're unique to our time and our cultural moment in which we find ourselves. So I wanted to do these anonymous teacher um, podcasts because of that. Because I see this as a platform that goes across the planet. And I wanted people to hear what average American and British teachers... And really, we can do... You know, I, I can do anybody who wants to talk to me about being a teacher for these. But my one thing is, let's let's try to keep it... Let's have you be anonymous or have you be as anonymous as possible, you know, and you just tell me what's going on in your school. Because the thing I've, I've noticed, especially with the two American teachers, is that they're really scared. They're scared about losing their job. They're scared of just the basic things going on in their county or whatever and I think Americans need to hear that all right so believe it or not I'm having a good day and I hope you are too as always this is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager and if you want to be a teacher if you want to be a teacher who talks to me I'll leave my email in the description or my Twitter handle in the description and you can you can find me I'm specifically looking for maybe a teacher who's taught, like I said, um, prior to the advent of the smartphone or the proliferation of the smartphone, call it. Because I want to hear how those kids were versus how these kids are. All right, everybody. Uh, have a nice day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm here with an anonymous teacher, um, and I had, there's been a lot of conversation just in society, specifically my Twitter feed about how bonkers education is right at this moment, so I thought uh, we could get you, you're going to kick off this, what I think is going to be a series of podcasts, so why don't you uh, just start talking. And I'll ask questions as we go. All right. So I currently teach high school math, mm -hmm. calculus, mostly sophomore, uh, juniors and seniors. I mean, I mean, education is a huge part of the future. Unfortunately, it's just not prioritized enough by people. I mean, if you like look at the budget and everything, look, I make $70,000 and the future generations all basically learn from me. I feel like I don't want to sound selfish, but I feel like definitely need to invest more into that, more into the school systems. I feel like currently they're moving towards the right direction, but there's a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you said you teach calculus and, uh, 
forget calculus. What was the other one? No, just calculus. Uh, so, uh, occasionally stats, but I only do that once, and I just, I like calculus yeah. more. Okay. Um, what is uh, I guess like in mathematics or in your in your school system that you can see? What is your what are some of the challenges you you guys face? I mean, I live thankfully in one of the richer counties in the U.S., but there's still, I mean, from a from a in general perspective, like. Mm-hmm. The biggest problems we faced at school are a lot of like alcohol use, drug use, and just a lot of sex. Okay, like your your school system. Uh, yeah, it could are be. You, uh, I know definitely in the school your building I or like your def, definitely uh, in my building. Yeah. But I feel uh, when I talk to like teachers that work in other like schools within the county that have the same issues. And I feel that's just yeah. No, it does not belong in schools. Uh, say that last bit again. You kind of cut out there. Uh, like that, all those have nothing to do with school, so they should definitely not be done within the school or on school hours or in general, honestly, because there's no good outcome really at that age. Yeah, and we're talking. I mean, so I have an international audience. So we're mainly roughly talking, what, 17, uh, 16, 17, okay. 16, 17, a couple 18. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been teaching? Uh, This is my second year. This is my first year of in-person teaching. Um, It's much easier than online teaching, but it comes with a lot more challenges. Yeah. Yeah, like, what are some of the challenges that you've noticed? I feel the first one is just safety concerns, especially living in America with all the school shootings. I feel like a lot of kids automatically go into this area, this zone, like, oh, I need to find every single possible exit. Who could potentially be a school shooter or whatever? And Mm -hmm. you see kids get bullied, like, oh, you're a quiet white kid you definitely have a gun in your backpack or something like that. And that's just completely unfortunate. And yeah. obviously those kids that get bullied, yeah, it's not good for them. And they, it like reflects yeah. in their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. With you being uh, so recent to your high school experience yourself, uh, how does this differ from your high school experience? Or does it differ from your high school experience? Um, I mean, I was in high school pretty recently, so it's not something completely new. But I feel like right now, social media does have a big effect, even more than when I was in high school. And cyberbullying is definitely on the rise. And it's just a way to like poke fun at people while you're not in the building physically with them. And yeah. that can spread a lot quicker than anything else. What are, um, okay, so let's back up. Okay. Okay. What was um, social media like for you when you were in high school? Uh, for me, it was just a bunch of Instagram for the most part. Some people use Twitter, but that wasn't really something we did. I feel now 
with Instagram, adding stories and like the rise of Snapchat. It's like constantly used. When I was in high school, you know, it'd be like Instagrams didn't have stories yet. So it'd be like no one wanted to post every single time they did something. Whereas now Instagram and Snapchat, like you're constantly on that like, oh, look at what I'm doing currently right now. Oh, I'm doing this at this minute and mm. this five seconds later. Oh, I'm eating this. Oh, this kid's doing this. Oh, he's doing that. He's doing that. And also, it's a big factor in actually cheating. Like, oh, this teacher, I found the answers to this, like, test or whatever. And they'll try to do something like that. Okay, so they'll post test answers on Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or private stories on Snapchat. And obviously, that doesn't help anyone involved. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you're right. Um... So, okay, so what are some issues that are going on in your in your building, in your school, um, that you wish, like, if you had a genie, if you had a magic wand, or if you just wanted to tell people, um, what are some of the uh, big issues in your school specifically? Uh, as... That it sounds the the worst issue. A couple like over the last month or so, I think two teachers have actually been been sentenced to jail for statutory rape. Mm. I mean, that's just it's yeah. disgusting. Like apparently a student walked in on them, and uh, it's just uncomfortable yeah. to think about so- even. Okay, so we should probably say, like, so statutory rape in this country is uh, a minor and an adult, right? Right. Yeah. And, okay, so these people were young. These people were younger than, how old were they? Were they, I guess they were younger than 18? Yes, yeah, so the teacher was in his almost 70s, basically. Jesus. And the student was 14. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Have you? Okay. I, I hear a lot. I mean, some of this, some of my wanting to do these episodes comes out of uh, the chatter I see on Twitter about uh, some survey. You know, some I guess surveillance. The idea that classrooms are going to be uh, under surveillance. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I feel like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it much. It's something our county said they wouldn't probably do, so it hasn't been an Mm. issue for me. But I personally feel like it's not a great idea. I understand security. For security, it makes sense. I feel like that should stay in the hallways because students just feel feel more uncomfortable when they're constantly being watched Mm. so one of the things i think is like maybe the virtual schooling might be able to increase safety for some people though not certainly not for everybody yeah what what do you think about that um virtual school is definitely the safest option personally okay say that again you stepped away from the microphone 
Uh, um, online school is definitely the safest way to go, but it's not the best way personally. Okay. Online school, like, in a way, is promotes cheating. Whereas, oh, I'm not physically there, so I can do whatever needs to be done to get the grades. Because at the end of this right. day, it's not about the grades, it's about learning. That's what some people don't get. Like, if you want to just get the grades, yeah, that's easily, you can easily cheat. But if you want to actually learn something, you're going to have to put in the work. Because you go to college, you get to the real world. There's no, oh, let me just look up the answer for this real quick. For whatever you do, there's no, like, oh, is it, do you know what Chegg is? I, I don't. Uh, basically, Chegg is just a site where a bunch of the answers are pulled together from different, like, materials, sources. So it could be, like, math questions or English problems. You can basically just search up anything that's been asked before and someone has posted. Yeah. And there's thousands of anonymous like people who will be like, oh, I had this question. Here's the answer. So, and yeah. obviously I don't have time to make every single test I'm, like original. So I like borrow questions. Yeah. So easily can find those online. When I, um, when I was in college, I don't remember the year, but I remember there was like a, the state I was in, um, so literally from one semester to the next, right, the the state I was in decided they were going to severely, uh, you know, increase the penalties for cheating in college. And it went from basically being a slap on the wrist to being essentially you were kicked out of school. Yeah. And well, say that again. Uh, well, I was gonna say yeah. At the college level, that is very effective, but at yeah. high school level, it just doesn't work because I can't. You can't kick someone out of high school really because it's you need it. You need this. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that happened. Why? Well, I remember like we got. A letter. I don't even remember remember when that was, but I do remember getting a letter about it, about how the the whole border regions had changed, um, the the policy. But um, so, have you had any teachers get sick with COVID in your building? Not, not recently. Honestly, we are very yeah. strict with our COVID protocol. Everyone has masks. Everyone's distanced. Lunch is just weird because everyone's sitting like six feet apart and outside. So, no. I mean, I know a couple students got COVID, but none of the teachers. Yeah. We're, we're entering year three of this, of COVID, basically. Yeah. For a lot of people. Um. So you would say most of your students, would you say most of your students are going to end up going to college or trade school or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A couple of my students last year already went to really nice colleges. A couple went to the MIT, Harvard. Some went to UVA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What they call a high SES school, basically. Um. 
And even there, you have drugs. You have gangs. Uh, in, in our area, not really. I don't mm. have gangs, but you have, like, not gangs, but a group of friends, you know, who, who yeah. be younger people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you feel like more investment needs to be made into education as a whole. Like, what 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 can you tell that you're not being able to do with I mean, the? I mean, certain students at home don't have the same. But not everyone has internet access. Not everyone can afford a laptop. I mean, I know mm-hmm. certain schools in other states like provide laptops for every single student within the county, and mm-hmm. like have like areas that they can work at with free Wi-Fi. And I mean, I feel like that needs to be a universal thing. Mm-hmm. And like the tutors, tutors. I mean, I understand like at school, I try, I try to teach as much as I can, but obviously, in that my class are an hour and a half. You're not gonna learn every. You're not gonna learn every single thing you just have to go home practice and i can't be there all the time to help you so you know mm. yeah and it's funny i mean it's it's odd that you say like here you are this high ses school and you don't have i mean some of those students don't have computers i know uh, i know computers have gotten very expensive recently um yeah yeah like I, I and I know if you're buying for Windows 11, they can be even more expensive. Yeah, I feel that's something the county should take care of for all students. Well, something. I mean, you know, you you can easily get a computer. Until recently, you you could easily spend two thousand dollars on a computer for Windows 11. Um. So I mean, if you're if you're trying to future-proof this computer for your student at home, you know, you want to think about something like that, I would imagine. Um, hmm. So, and this is your first year of in, in-person teaching? Yes. Okay. Did you go to, you didn't go to college during COVID, no, no, uh, no, you no. didn't. No, it's funny that we have to go back. Yeah. Both of us have to think about that. It's, it's funny that we have to think about that. Um, what have you told your students about college? I mean, I feel college is obviously not for everyone. Most students should go to college, but if you, I feel like if you can just go and do something that you like mm-hmm. you personally don't need to go to college there's tools out there for you to just learn regardless you know, i feel like if you go to college every single class you take you're not going to ever use like half the classes you take will probably not need so just learn what you need to know and you can do that easily online there's a bunch of resources udemy is a great one and just go from there and yeah yeah I'm curious, have any of the, I'm curious, have any of the teachers in your school that teach maybe a, a maybe an English driven or like a history class or like an English class or something like that, 
have they talked about the prevalence of uh, finding papers online and people turning those in? I mean, I don't. I don't, they're not in the department, so I don't talk to those people as often. So honestly, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. How big a high school would you say you teach? I mean, I think right now we have about three thousand students. Mm-hmm. Three thousand students. Mm-hmm. That's decently sized, I think. Yeah. Definitely bigger than the high school I went to. Bigger than the high school you went to, you said? Yeah. Okay. What are some of the differences that you see? I mean, for the most part, in my high school, I knew most of the people. And here, I think kids don't know half the people they're in class with. I mean, and also, the amount of trouble people get into because they feel like they can get away with anything. Like, last... Mm. Second quarter, no, first quarter, end of the first quarter, some some kid thought he could do whatever he wanted because there's, like, it's just such a weird topic to talk about. Like, it, there's, like, around, sometimes, like, 40 kids in a class, so obviously there's one teacher for that. And so some kids feel like they can just do whatever they want to do, and that's, like, probably might not be appropriate, so one kid would shut the cot, like, watching porn and tricking off in class and it was wow. unfortunately not like an uncommon thing yeah especially now with with the uh, smartphones and like yeah. that yeah yeah um did you so i guess you had smartphones in high school or yeah okay all right so how is that different, smartphones in your high school days versus versus now? I mean, uh, smartphones were just not as good in my days. But I was like, iPhone, I don't even know what type of, it was maybe iPhone 5 or something. That was a, like the newest one at the time, and not no one had that pretty much. So mm-hmm. it was like, your phone was basically take a couple of crappy pictures and Call your parents if you need to. Call your friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. just a supercomputer in your hands. That's funny because I call it. I call it that. Yeah. I call it a a, a pocket-sized supercomputer. Um, that's exactly what it is. Um, have you um. Hmm. So how do you handle students with phones and and because it strikes me if you have a cell phone in your class, a smartphone in your class, you could just get the answer off the internet. Yeah, so for every test, obviously make sure they're like phones yeah. in their bags and the bags in the front of the room. And that's what most teachers do too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have you had uh, students? Accuse other students of stealing their phones, or, or um, I mean, that's not something that happened in the classroom, more or something that happened in the PE locker rooms. Like when you go and change or whatever, you're someone might say, "Oh, in the middle of class, let me go and just use the bathroom in the locker room." And some people, some kids lose their lock on the lockers, and well, they leave their valuables in there. So it's definitely happened a couple of times. 
Mm. People are just taking their phones. And the worst part is those are the same people that say, oh, let me help you find it. So let me ask, uh, have you had to have an active shooter drill at, at school? Or I guess you have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. What would you want to tell people? Because I'm sure I have listeners that don't even know what that is. So what, what would you want to tell people about that? I mean, you got to prepare for the worst. It's unfortunate that that's something we have to do, but it's... Like safety is the mm. number one thing, so it's something we definitely practice. Yeah, prepare for any situation. We never had that when I was in high school, at all. We never had that when I was in high school. Um, so I think I think you said you were a coach. Yeah, coach um, soccer. Okay. What time do you go home? Um, I mean, during the season, around, well, it depends. During this, oh, on a normal day when I don't have practice, around like 5 o'clock most of the times. And if I do have practice, practice is normally right after school, so around 7.30 I leave the building. Mm. And, and then it just depends on when the games are, because sometimes the games are at 8, and then I'm coming home 10, 11, and so on a game day, you're you're doing from five or six. What time do you get up in the morning? Um, most days around five a.m. So a forty-five minute drive basically to get to school. So I try yeah. to get here by seven. So you gotta wait so to get ready. During game days, you have uh, from five a.m. to eleven at night. Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's rough, dude. That's rough. <laughs> um. Hmm. So, what made you want to be a teacher? I feel like I like I like talking to kids around this age. You know, it's just mm. you're at a very like. They, they're not sure what they want to do. I kind of want to guide them in the right direction. I just feel like it's a, it's a fun thing to do, honestly. I like it. Okay. Okay. Would you tell... What would you tell somebody looking to be a teacher? Uh, what would you tell them? Tell them unless like, that's your absolute dream. You probably should not do it. There's just situations you'll be put in mm-hmm. that you'll never be prepared for. Obviously, the pays like it's trash. It's trash. Thomas, that's what you really, really want to do. Just do something else and then come back and do teaching towards when you're more financially stable. What was something you were not prepared for? Just the pure amount of like sexual stuff that happens at school like numerous times it's like not some of them signing sexual is like kind of like sexual assault sometimes i don't know i don't know what to call it it's like uh at the beginning of the year there was like a trend on tiktok or something where you just steal stuff from school 
And I mean, some kids were like stealing all this random stuff, like soap dispensers or whatever. Yeah. So then the school like bolted the soap dispenser and all that type of stuff in. And apparently, some kids just started. Um, what's the proper word? Ejaculating in them as groups. And obviously, you wouldn't know until you use the soap. Yeah. 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 And, and you think about, like, I mean, Jesus. Think about that with COVID or, you know, AIDS or whatever else. I yeah. mean, Jesus. Yeah, some, some students at the school do have AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. What's disgusting? Um, people ejaculating the soap. Yeah, that's pretty gross. And then people having to use that without unconsciously. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing this is I mean I'm guessing it's a public school. Yes. Yeah. Guessing. Um, well, I, I know you were, uh, had things to do and places to go. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to tell the internet? Yeah, I said it all, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, let me ask you one more question. Do you see yourself retiring in this job? Um, probably not. Definitely Okay. Not. I think I'm going to leave in a couple of years. Yeah. And then probably pursue an IT job. Yeah. Well, what do you think about, why do you think IT is better than teaching? Uh, IT, I feel, is the least amount of work for the most amount of money. You're the first one. You're the first one of these. Um, I've done lots of podcast episodes other than this, but I just had this idea and I think I have about five or six more more than that. I have quite a few teachers lined up. Um but you're the first one, so <laughs> do you have any questions you want me to ask them? I mean um I mean yeah, you can ask them how like with COVID and how their school is doing, like what are their yeah. protocols? And for the active shooters, same thing. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you get any... Uh, the, are, are the parents in the community supportive, or are they not supportive? Or, supportive or, of what? You, you and your, your position as their child's math yeah. teacher. I mean, yeah, most parents are pretty, pretty fine with it. I mean, a couple of the students, like, that aren't doing good, obviously, some of their parents complain, be like, oh, my kid's not doing good, it's your fault, and, like, they yeah. just don't put in the same amount of effort as the same kids on their phone. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now, everybody. Bye. Thank you.